kind of underwear do you think uh, Trump wears? I bet you he wears his own homemade underwear. Homemade. Homemade. I'm going to be honest. He seems like a, a like a name brand guy, just so he can say he has it. Yeah, I, th- <laughs> I think you're right. Oh, but, oh, welcome to Cinema 7. I am Mario B, and with me is Chris Hawk. Uh, Sony just just called me. They want me to be Morbius in the next spin-off Spider-Man movie universe. And John Kanoki. That's funny. I just got a call from the 85 Chicago Bears. I'm going to the past, guys. <laughs> That's interesting because I just got a phone call from... I don't know. Who, who was it? I couldn't think of something as cool as you guys. It's it's your kids. <laughs> it's about your kids. My kids? I got a call kids. from my kids? Wow. That must be really up there in the future. In the future, you don't get phone calls. It just goes straight to your head. Where we're going, we don't need kids. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, today we're doing a, a very experimental first time... Uh, thing. John hates the word potty, so we are not gonna call this potty talk anymore. Welcome so, to our new and improved potty talk, guys. Yeah, it's, it's it's gonna be involving around what we discuss in our group chat with our other friends, uh, John's brother, Joey, and sometimes what George randomly texts us in a group message that we didn't really know we were in. But we're gonna talk about what we did. Uh, this just shoot the shit, really. Honestly, just shoot the shit. That's what we're going to do. Uh, sorry about swearing, but uh, we don't care. So, I don't know where to start this. I mean, we were just talking about Sony. Uh, Death Stranding, guys. Chris Hawk's in that game. Apparently, the I word out it. on the street, Barack Obama's going to be in that game. Really? I didn't, I didn't see Tom Hanks in it, so I don't know what you're talking about, Chris Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine Tom Hanks doing mocap for a video game? How amazing that would be. But his brother still voices the character. Uh, <laughs> That'd be even better. <laughs> yeah, he does he doesn't do the voice. Tom Hanks' voice is too like that's too much money. He'll do the mocap, but Tom Hanks' voice, that's like that's gold. Yeah. You know, uh, everybody wants the rock to run for president in what, 2020 or whatever it yeah. is. I'm thinking Tom Hanks should run. I, I'd, I would vote for Tom Hanks. See, I, I don't know. Wasn't that the SNL joke that it was a rock Tom Hanks ticket? I thought that was the joke. Uh, was, that the, was that the joke? I don't remember, but you're probably right. And what if we eliminate the rock? Okay, and we put in Tom Hanks and then... Whoa, whoa, whoa. How are we eliminating the rock? Because the rock took some stone cold stunners back in the day and he's still kicking. How are we going to eliminate The Rock? He ain't wrestling anymore, but he's kicking in movies. Well, he wrestles every five years. He's like, he's like, <laughs> he's like the World Cup or the Olympics. You know, he'll come back every four years. So how are we eliminating The Rock? Do we ever talk about politics in the group text? Maybe there some. Is, uh, yes. What is politics? <laughs> it is politics? What is politics? What like, is politics? What is a... Yeah, we definitely do, but just just because we're talking about this and politics, 
do you uh, this is an honest question okay not i'm not criticizing anyone or anything if it hadn't been donald trump that went through this whole saga of donald trump's you know progression and it was vince mcmahon do you guys think would be in the same situation <laughs> wait, um, wait. <laughs> wait so you're saying if it wasn't donald trump that is president it replaced McMahon? donald trump with vince mcmahon and he goes through this this process of saying he's going to run, not running the previous election, now running this election. He actually gets elected. Where would we be as a country right now with Vince McMahon as our president? Do you feel like it would be like a wrestling bit? Like the entire thing would be a bit? Like one oh big segment? Like one, one big segment? I Honestly, I think there'd be LED screens everywhere. Like they'd replace the podiums, the, the podium uh, things that hold up the White House and the front door. With LED screens, uh, there'd be no pyro because he can't afford that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he'd probably once he, once he got elected, he'd probably rip off his hood, and he, you know he'd be like, "It was me, America. It was me all along." Do you think it would be a travesty to the intelligence community? Because whenever anything bad would happen in any other countries, you know we. You can't really say it was America, you know, covertly, but, you know, the president of the United States, Vince McMahon, would always give it away because he would just be like, it was me. I gave that order. It was me. But, I mean, if you, if you think um, about how it, amazing. Though, if you think about it, they, I believe they have the same political ideologies, if I'm not mistaken, that Vince McMahon is very conservative. Mm -hmm. So he, he probably would have taken the same course. But I just, you know, I don't think the whole the whole election would be a, like a bit. What I do think is there'd be some like this North Korea ploy that was all telegraphed. He's like hmm. worked it out with Kim Jong Un, so both countries can get their ratings increased, and he's just on top of it. You're probably right. And in Taiwan and Singapore and all those other little countries are suffering because he doesn't like indie guys. He's got to build from the bigger countries. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think, I think you're, I, I don't, it'd probably be really ridiculous, but it wouldn't be as ridiculous as the things in the media that we hear about Trump or what, you know, some of the things he says, I feel like Vince McMahon would be more discreet. You know what I mean? As long as he struts everywhere, I would be fine with him as my president. He's got to do that strut, the Vince McMahon strut. I He's got to do that everywhere. The other thing we have to worry about is him filling his cabinet with his family. <laughs> he probably would, just like Donald Trump. Uh, Triple H vice president. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i can get on board i can get on board with that did it does, does his is the vice president's uniform the referee outfit it's got to be the referee outfit that triple h wears i <laughs> no I, I like how i, I like how we have uh, you know the first episode where we're just like who cares let's talk about whatever first subject is immediately politics it's like nobody wants to talk about it but we have this episode where we're just going to talk about whatever immediately go into politics. Why? Speaking, Why do we do this? <laughs> speaking of wrestling. Well, okay. Speaking of wrestling. Me and John, I kind of complain to John. I vent to John sometimes about this. Uh, the internet wrestling community just pisses me off. 
so much. So, so much. Even some of the wrestlers on Twitter piss me off. This makes me mad. No, why? You gotta go into you gotta go into details. You can't because just it's like Okay, let's talk about Roman Reigns, for example. That's the big everyone hates Roman Reigns. He he's pushed down our throats, he's pushed down our throats, blah blah blah. First of all, he's not that bad in the ring from what I saw. His mic skills might not be as tuned. He can follow a script pretty well, uh, in my opinion, from whatever they write him. You know, it's it it sounds kinda crappy because it's generic. Uh, like all the promos that they have now, but I don't think he's that bad to where they boo him. And it's funny because in two th- I forget what year it was, 2014, when Batista came back and it came down to him and Batista, they were cheering the crap out of Roman Reigns, That I think, that entire Royal Rumble. And that's probably why Vince McMahon saw him as like, oh my God, they love this guy. They love this guy. And they're only cheering for him because they didn't want Batista to come back and win. So it's like the fans kind of did it to themselves, I feel like. You know what I mean? Because they love the Shield so much, but then all of a sudden now that they're on all on their own and Roman Reigns is the big push down our throat guys, they, they just, no matter what, they cannot respect him. And even during his matches, they will chant uh, whatever. They'll throw beach balls. You know, it's very disrespectful stuff, honestly, because they think they could take over the show. And in my opinion, it's very disrespectful to them performing in the ring. But they just contradict themselves all the time, the internet wrestling community. That's what I have to say. Because they, act- it's all about the, it's all about the finishers now. It's all about no the one cares finishers. About, no one cares about storylines. No one cares about dramatic flair. It's all about the finishers. And, kick and false counts. Yeah. yeah, false counts. It's all about that's all that, that's all that matters. Two counts, two counts, and finishers. I see what you're saying. You know, it's uh, they kind of brought them on themselves. I agree with that. I don't. I mean, I don't really pay as much attention to it as you do because you're you know constantly getting mad at things you see about <laughs> you know the wrestling community. I don't know how many times I log into Facebook a day and I see Mario commenting on somebody. It's like okay, but let's talk about the wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've seen it like twice or something this past week where you commented about wrestling in a post or something. It's it just makes me mad because there's a lot of like the fan like a lot of the fans today they call them smarks because they're smart marks they they know a lot of what's going on because it it you know ever since like the early '90s slash Attitude Era when it really kind of came out that it was honestly you know fake or uh, staged or whatever, you know, performance art, that these fans started getting more intelligent with it and stuff, and they're like, you can't wrestle, like, they know wrestling. A lot of these fans act like they know what's going on, and and I just see them complain about every little thing. And granted, look, me and John talk about it all the time, how WWE has a lot to fix, and they do. But the fans complain so much about, like, Stuff they don't understand, like they're like like AJ Styles and Nakamura at WrestleMania, which was a pretty good match in my opinion. They said it sucked because it was boring. It wasn't like the epic New Japan match that they had. Granted, New Japan is different, and they're trying to compete with WWE, so every match is going to be um something. And that and that was like a big marquee co-main event for Wrestle Kingdom that year. This one was kind of in the middle of the show. So it's like, you have to, 
you have to understand that you're not trying to end the show in the middle. Okay, you're trying to transition into other matches and build up the pay-per-view to the main event, which nobody wanted to see Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns anyway, you know? So it, it's like they don't understand that. So they, they like, and, and because it wasn't, uh, you know, counter, 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 finisher, two count, counter, finisher, two count, finisher, two count, big move, uh, another big move, counter, finisher, two count, that it wasn't... Um, that wasn't good, and and it's like they get a, they want to see just the big stuff because they think that's what storytelling is, but they don't look at it as a story or you know um, like a movie, for instance. You know what I mean? It, it's just I don't know. It makes me mad. It makes me so mad. Oh, if you couldn't tell by the five minute rant on wrestling, <laughs> <laughs> I think it was was it five minutes? No, I don't know. I was exaggerating. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, you brought up, you said something um, while you were while you were on that that tangent there. It made me think, Mario. Did you ever get the experience of learning that wrestling wasn't real, or did you always know because of your dad? I feel like, I feel like I never thought it was real. I think, even as a kid, I just I kind of felt like it was a show. Yeah, yeah, then, but I mean, like, there's a point where you realize just how set up it is. Yeah. Like, did you always know, like, the outcomes were fixed and everything? No, I didn't know to that extent. I, I, I just, for some reason, always knew it wasn't... I thought when they had hit each other and stuff, it was real, but I felt like it was definitely, like, a performing performance art, like a theater thing. I, I just didn't... I didn't know the inner workings until when my dad got involved, I think it was like 97 or 98 or something around then he brought home like a pamphlet. I remember for the wild Samoan training center. And they're showing like the first thing it tells you in the pamphlet was we're going to teach you how to bump or whatever. And I guess my dad tried to do a, like a little, uh, tryout thing. And, uh, you know, he was, I remember he was like, you know, when you fall, it's called a bump. And I was like, what, (laughs) what they train you how to fall. That's amazing. And then, you know, I was like real little. And then uh, he didn't pursue it until a few years later. And then, you know, when he started, you know, he would only tell me uh, like the outcome. So he'd be like, before the match would start, like once he knew, he'd be like, he'd come over and, you know, say, hey, what's up before the show would start? And he'd be like, I'm going over. I'm going to lose or something. I'm going to go through a table, blah, 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 whatever. You know, he'd tell me. But I wouldn't tell my brother or anybody else. And my mom would always be mad. That that was his passion. It was. But uh He needs to get back in there. He needs to he needs to shape up. Yeah. And get back in there. How old is he? He can still do it. Yeah, stop selling the fake jewelry and the flea markets. <laughs> <laughs> we need we need more we need more famous people for our commercials, so he needs to get back in there, okay? Yeah. I don't know. The transition away from wrestling. I mean, I think we should talk about something else. Chris Hogg, what have you been up to? What have you been doing? Uh, oh, man. I live such a boring life. That's not true. You have a kid. <laughs> yeah, you have a kid. I'm pretty sure some things they do is that she does is hilarious, and you're just like, oh, my God, it's hilarious. Uh, I taught, we taught Evelyn today how to fist bump. 
So oh, that was pretty cool. That's amazing. So when well, she'll, I go, well, fist bump, and she can't really close her fist all the way. But she'll do like a limp, almost fist, yeah. and she'll pound it. And then she'll lift her arms up, you know, like, oh, <laughs> yeah, pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Kids John, are wild, man. John, what you been up to besides work? Did you watch anything new TV wise? <laughs> Every World Cup game. Really? Yeah. Who are you rooting for? Man, I watch I watch every World Cup game, every World Cup. I don't know if you've known this. Like the last no. three World Cups, I've watched like every match. I have not known that. I I actually really like uh, soccer slash football. You know, I'm American, so I gotta call it soccer. Football. Uh, I I actually really enjoy it. It's just there's so much, so many games, so many teams, and it's not like a big thing in America, so it's hard to follow. I don't even know how to watch it, honestly. Like on regular TV with yeah. Like, the U.S. stuff, so there's no point. But I feel like if I knew if it was more accessible to me, I'd probably watch it more because I really enjoy watching it. You think I the games are too is. long? No, and I, you know, the length of soccer matches I actually really enjoy mm-hmm. because they play stoppage time. I think that's like one of the best inventions ever. It wouldn't ever work in like the NFL or anything, but I think it's great. Chris like Hawk, they, do you follow soccer? Oh, sorry, John, go ahead. No. <laughs> I was just going to say, you know, for like every time they're just standing there, you know, figuring out a penalty or something, you know, they add that to the end of the match. So they play the full time no matter what. I think that's pretty cool. Hmm. Well, I mean, like, you know, because I, I, you know, we're talking about this now, I was watching Belgium versus Japan. Japan is ranked like 61st in the world, and Belgium is third. And that was like a game that came down to literally the last 30 seconds. And Japan lost, which I was sad about. But like that, they get really exciting, even though it's like two to three. It's yeah. like if you if you know what's going on and you can appreciate it. It's it's fantastic. I don't know. I am I am currently. Rooting for anybody but Brazil because I hate Brazil. But, you know, that's, and you that's can't a, you can't you can't root for Russia either. I could. No, no, you can't, John. You're American. I appreciate their tactics, okay? They, they play defensively for the entire 120 minutes, and then they shoot penalty kicks. I'm okay with that. That's a strategy. Did you see, uh, who was it? Was it Mexico versus Japan? Did the Japanese people in the crowd were cleaning up all their trash? Yeah, they do that all the time. I thought that was so cool. They are really nice people. And that, I mean... Because if you watch like some of the big names like Ronaldo or like Neymar, like they they blow it way out of proportion. It's not about the fundamentals, but like you can see that the Japanese really appreciate the art of the game, and I th- I think that says a lot about the people. But it, it's fantastic. You know what's funny is I was actually playing Super Mario Strikers today because. Uh, we hooked up the GameCube last night. Instead, of, we always have D&D on Sundays recently, and Chris Hawk's our DM, but when a person can't go or whatever, we uh, we usually cancel or try to do a game night. And Joey, our other friend, and he's been on the podcast before, and Chris Hawk came over to my place, and we hooked up the GameCube, and we played Melee. But this morning, I was playing Super Mario Strikers. I love that game. Aren't they? Oh, no, they made a tennis game, right? That's what they just made. 
Yeah. Aces. Yeah. Have you Aces. seen that? Is it good? Um, I have it. It's all right. It's it's better than the Wii U one, but it, it they they've gotten a little complicated with it because you have to like do. It's harder to do your special. Like I think in the last one, like once your racket or your something, you know, lit up or you got the the or whatever, you could press Y on the GameCube and you do your sh- super strike or whatever. But in this one, you have to do like. LT and up or something when your meter's full and then you got to aim your finish your special at the at the ball it's complicated it's it, I have to get used to it I have to play it more I think but much better than the Wii U version cuz the Wii U version was just plain old tennis with like 10 characters Was there anything on the Wii U that was actually good Uh that Smash game Smash Brothers I mean, what do I have over it? Uh, Captain Toad, I always wanted to play. I didn't get a chance to play that. I think the Yoshi game was kind of fun. The the yarn one. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I, I mean, kinda... I, I guess I guess there were some fun games. I mean, because the Kirby the Kirby one was good. And I did always want to play Captain Toad myself. And it's on Switch now, or coming to Switch, right? Yeah, it's. Yeah, I think it's out. What do you call it, too? Um... The new Super Mario World or whatever it was on there, the 3D one. I thought that was actually pretty good where you get the cat suit. It was fun uh, playing with multiple people. I thought it was better that way as a party game. But the the Mario Party games on the Wii U were not that good. They were fun, but they weren't like, I want to keep playing this. Yeah, I I mean... I need to I need to buy more games for the Switch. I don't know why I don't utilize it like I should. I just borrowed uh, Odyssey from uh, my brother's girlfriend. I'm gonna play that soon. Did Nick Did Nick Kenoki end up getting a Switch? Yeah, he got one for his birthday. I basically paid Aww, for it, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> Chris Hawk was talking about the Switch last night. He was like, "I'm getting one. I'm getting one." When are you getting it? Black Friday. <laughs> that seems like a good time. I I bought a TV recently. Really? What kind? What kind of TV? I uh, sixty inch uh, LG four K TV. It was on sale for uh, five hundred bucks. There you go, four K. Uh oh. You got sixty inches. I'm I'm going from like a forty eight inch TV to sixty inches. I don't know what I'm gonna do with all them inches. Uh oh. <laughs> I don't think I can handle it. I think you can. <laughs> you handle those oh inches God. right there on your. <laughs> I'll no. Bleep that out. Oh my God! What's the? I'm looking at a list of games coming out. Not to not to not to throw the the subject. I just saw a, a game coming out for the PS4 on the 28th of August called Fire Pro Wrestling World. Do you know anything about this? Yes, uh, Fire Pro Wrestling has been around for probably since Game Boy, and you know it was on like PS1 and PS2, I believe. Uh, exclusively, I think the first one on PS1 was exclusively in Japan. I could be wrong, but. Uh, you can do like all kinds of custom customization the character like you could change colors and stuff and they've always had like uh wrestlers who looked like other wrestlers you know with different names in the game uh but this new one apparently is going to it's it's kind of like the old style you know like the Sega game like you know have all these guys in the ring it's top over the top kind of from an angle and uh you like an arcade thing yeah kind of like an arcade style game and this new one apparently is going to have like a story mode with the New Japan wrestlers in it. 
and you can like do more customization to your uh to like a rest to all the kinds of wrestlers like you used to be able to do in like uh wrestlemania 2000 or no mercy just you know dress them up whatever you want i mean that's pretty i didn't even know it existed i just saw it on this list i was like what is this amazing speaking of black friday in nintendo i brought this up last night while we were playing i i think that nintendo needs to have better sales on our games. Because, like, as a person who works at an electronics store that sells video games, I hardly ever see them go on sale. And when they do, it's, like, $5 off or it's a random game that no one cares about. That's, like, uh, you know, now $30 instead of 60 bucks. And it's, like, when you look at, like, the sales that, like, uh, Xbox games do or PS4 games, you know, they go down, like, Sometimes they're like 20 bucks, you know, they go down pretty low and they, and they keep dropping based on how long they've been out. Like Nintendo games don't do that. And I feel like they're, they're going to lose out on, I mean, a, a lot of people are buying the switch, but I feel like people, you know what I mean? You can create more of a, a community if you drop prices down so people can afford to buy games. That's just my opinion. John, you the business guy. What do you think? No, I agree. I, I mean, I bought uh, Horizon Zero Dawn for 20 bucks last year on Black Friday. It was fantastic. And you got two of them. I, I, I did, because uh, GameStop screwed up, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, they, uh, I went and brought my brother the Switch. I uh, bought him Splatoon 2 because he wanted it. And it was actually on sale digitally for $40. But still, that's a ton of money for... Uh, a game that basically released with the Switch and has been out a little bit. It's like their games almost never come down unless they're pre-owned, you know, or it's been like five years. Yeah. Like, Brawl was how much for how long, and then right before the... what, Like, right before the Wii U died, it finally went down to like 20 bucks if stores still had it. Pokemon Sun and Moon are still like 30, 40 bucks. Oh, those games aren't coming down. I wonder I wonder if it has less to do about I mean obviously they're super popular all the mm-hmm. time uh, yeah. cuz they're like niche games you know like people want them but I wonder if it has to do with the availability of games too when they first come out cuz you know how Nintendo always has a stocking problem Yeah they do I wonder if that that's just the case sometimes like maybe with like the lesser titles like Fire Emblem like obviously a bunch of Fire Emblems come over here but I'm sure not as much as like Super Smash Brothers, you know, the big major titles. Yeah. It's just weird. Like, I, I think they need to do more sales, personally. I, I think that would help create a better community. And, and I just hope I can talk to people on a mic when the online yeah, thing comes out. Haven't they said they were going to do that? Like, haven't they said that they're uh, changing the system? You don't have to use the app anymore? Oh, really? Yeah, I thought I heard that. Have you guys heard anything about that? No. Nope. Yeah, I forget where I was reading it, but uh, somebody brought it up how uh, there was so much backlash over uh, needing to use an app and a phone that uh, they were going to change that and have it make uh, like headset support. Which That'd be I nice. Mean, I mean, they need to do because, come on, a phone, a phone app. What's up? What's up? Cinema Seven podcast listeners, how you doing? Here I am. The pro wrestling legend Mongoose 
from the Lehigh Valley right here in Pennsylvania. Listen to me when I talk to you, brother. I'm talking about the great offer from Cinema 7 and Audible. Visit www.audibletrial.com c7pod. This is the only place, I'm telling you, the only place where you can get some free stuff. You can get a 30-day free trial and a free audiobook of your choice from www.audibletrial.com. Now listen, man, I'm telling you, check it out. It's free. Even if you cancel your membership, you get to keep this free audiobook all to yourself. I want you to share this with your friends. Get on Facebook. Get on Instagram. Get on Twitter. I'm telling you right now, we're going to ride this lightning bolt all the way to another universe, brother. Check it out. Cinema 7 Podcast right now. No, it was probably when I was talking about some garbage argument. Oh, no, no. It was... He was talking about E3 and something came on the screen and he, what well, game? Okay, it was a game that John's like, no, I think, he, I think he honestly said, uh, Halo Infinite. I think it was, I think you said yawn. I, it Halo. wouldn't surprise me. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of Halo. Yeah, I want there, something new. Me and Chris Hawk, Chris Hawk, you tell him about us playing Halo 5 campaign. So I got, I got to tell you, I'm having the best experience playing this game because it's, you know, I do enjoy fast-paced Halo in the situation of co-op. Um, maybe not so much multiplayer, but in the campaign, it is really, really, you know, the they give you plenty of room. There's tons of good weapons to choose from. It's, it's a very enjoyable experience uh, campaign-wise. It's just me and Mario are missing something. At the end of Halo yeah. 4 to Halo 5. Because I do not know anything that is going on in this game. Other than the yeah, other than the fact that I guess Cortana isn't dead and she's controlling something behind the scenes. I, I, if I remember correctly, I think there was a book or a show that links the Well, there's the two. Nightfall that has Locke on it. But I don't know if he's the same character. The, the only thing, the thing that I love is the fact that they, it's the thing that I wish Bungie would have done. I mean, when they did Reach, Reach was great, but Reach didn't have any of those. Um, Reach was like a different area. When uh, they had the other Spartans and Spartan 2s, Spartan 2s is my favorite part of the books. And when they reintroduced Spartan 2s in Halo 5, that's one of my favorite things. You know, Kelly, Linda, Fred, yeah. Chief. How about that Buck? That stuff, I mean, when you read the... Yeah, Buck's cool. But when you read the books, there's just a kinship between the four of those guys. That, that is Blue Team. You know, they are legitimately one of the best teams in the Halo universe. And they've been through some serious stuff. And I really like the fact that you're able to play as them. Um... It's it, it like the cutscenes is cool. Being able to choose which Spartan you want to play as is cool. It's just what the heck happened like between four and f now. Remember four had that that mode where you can do certain missions or whatever. I'm thinking that has something to about, do with it. Yeah, with the Spartan fours, I think it was where you could play as uh, Palmer. Was that Palmer? What is that her name? Dude, I don't remember, but I just know 
that there's there's some kind of story beats that I feel like was in that game, like after campaign wise that we're missing because like the it just drops you in like in the first part and the cutscene is amazing when they're jetting down into the planet. Like me, it's, Chris, a little, it's a little indulgent, but it is amazing. And, and like it, but it's weird because like we don't have no idea. Like, uh, what's her name? The doctor chick who Cortana is based off of Halsey. apparently is it's with. It's causing. Yeah, she's with the Covenant, doing helping them. But then they're like, they save her, and she's like, I, uh, I've been waiting for you guys. But it's like, what? You were just working with them. I'm confused. You're confusing us. And then. You know, it, it's uh, Chief. I, who the heck knows what he's doing? You know, and and then Cortana kind of teases, uh, like, what is it? Gives him a mess, like a a dream sequence or some crap. And then uh, he's going to go find her. And then she's kind of working with the, the Forerunner uh, things that help protect the Forerunner planets. Or controls them or something, and then Spartan Locke is like after Master Chief at at the point that we're at now. It's it's like really like what the heck is going on? I'll tell you, based on everything you just said, I have no clue what you're talking about. The best part <laughs> so far of the game has been when we 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 uh, went down to this planet, and the guy, the governor of the this world, was an AI, and I was I thought that was pretty damn cool. Yeah, so that's. I is, mean, is the flood isn't still a thing, right? They they died. Is that are they gone? Or is that still not, a thing? They're not in this game right now. Because, I mean, that was always the coolest part of the Halo universe for me is the flood and the the hive mind flood guy and what two, grave mind. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, grave mind. That's his actual name. I I thought that was like the coolest part. Those levels, you know, where it was almost like uh, what's that game? Uh, where you have like the health meter on your back, Dead Space. It was almost like Dead Space in terms of like horror. Obviously, this came first, but like those levels remind me of that. You know, when I played Dead Space later, it was like I felt like that flood level. Mm-hmm. I thought that was like really good stuff to like shake it up. And there was two enemies. And I, I mean, I never played. I haven't played five. I'm gonna play it eventually, just for the achievements alone. But it's like. I don't know from what my brother tried when he tried to explain it to me because he actually understands what's going on. We need to get him on here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still didn't understand it. Like even if he told me again, I'd be like, I remember you telling me that. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's yeah, because we're uh, something's so got to do with at the end. At the end of four, Cortana did something to her code where I think she combined with a forerunner or something like that to prevent herself from going into rampancy. I think that's what happened. Yeah, but then even she though died even though she even though she died, she might have prevented herself from dying. But then what the heck is what Master Chief and the other Spartan I thought Master Chief was the only Spartan, like when I played the first three. They never then- Yeah. But Bungie likes to make it that that Chief was the last Spartan too. I kind of like that because it makes him more significant. Because I mean, in this one, he does like MMA moves and he's unbeatable in a fist fight. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's like Captain. He's like Captain America. Yeah. You know? I mean, other than that, the only thing 
like I've been playing is Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelist on PS4. <laughs> is that the, the card game with like all the things? Yeah. I have that on Xbox. Oh, man. I, I've had that for like, I don't know, when it came out. I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. Gotta buy it. Yeah. I mean, I'll rebuy it on Xbox if you want to play. I mean, if you want to, I'll play it. Are we, we're going to use new rules? Because I don't understand no, Synchro no, Summons. No, 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 no. I no. mean, I kind of do. The, the game's pretty good at telling you how to play. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, have you have you faced the, the one deck where the guy gets exoded immediately? No. Oh, my God. There's, I, like, one campaign guy, like, not in the original oh, yeah, campaign. Yeah, he was trying to do it. He was trying to do it, and I beat him before he could. It's not. It's not in the original... Like, if you're doing, like, the original series stuff, it's, like, one of the other series. Yeah, it's uh, it's the second one, GX or whatever. Yeah, yeah, he just draws a bunch of cards. He's just, he like, draw, draw, like draw, three draw, times. bloop, bloop, shows you, and it's like, you choose which one I discard, or something, and I was just like, what the heck is going on? And then uh, there was one guy, what is it, 5D or something? I don't know what, uh, 5D, I think it is, and uh, you gotta face the one, this I'm on this one guy, Leo. I don't know who he is. Some boy. Some damn boy. And I cannot beat him because he can fuse and, and or whatever the new fuse is with the white cards. And he does it to me like first turn. And then he powers it up. He has like all these rocket cards that power up machines. And then because the, that card's effect, he can sacrifice those cards to deactivate my spells and traps and i'm like are you kidding me i can't beat this guy yeah white cards are synchro summons that's like what i was talking about those that's when the game got like stupid no wait until you have you played the arc the v arc v stuff yeah i have with the magic looking cards on the sides that like can summons they look like magic cards now but they can summon other things things with other like with two abilities or something i don't know it's crazy i it, like even the tutorial for arc v i didn't know what the heck i was doing that was because magic is the ultimate card game of course mm-hmm. they would emulate them yeah that's what it seems that's, like that, that's not online obviously because online card games are a whole different monster i just i just play with i mean i use the white cards if i can in the black cards but i still kind of i don't try to do that premium stuff the arc v thing i just do i kind of play with the old a lot of the old cards look i mean i'm not going to tell you to spend money again but if you had an xbox i'll play with classic cards i'll bust out or i'll play with uh not synchro summons but i'll bust out a carrington fairy deck oh <laughs> snap you know what's weird is a lot of you can't use Monster Reborn against people online. You can't use a lot of the cards. Yeah, those are all those are all banned cards. Yeah, they're they're, they're banned. They're banned now. Yeah, man, they're, they're, they're too powerful. They've been banned for a long time, actually. Very long time. But they use them in the campaign when you play, face another guy. Well, that's because the story mode always ignored the rules. Oh, yeah, you. I mean, you're right. I mean, they would just summon someone out of nowhere, and you know he'd it'd be like six stars and he'd summon him without tributing. And then he'd have a different attack and defense from what the actual card had. Look, I mean, I like, I liked original Yu-Gi-Oh, but dual city Yu-Gi-Oh with uh, Merrick and Bakura was like the coolest thing ever back in the day. Was that the one with the, the discs yeah. on the arms? Yeah. Those are the coolest things. 
Yeah, it, all of that was awesome. <laughs> Remember they made it and it was real bulky, real big? Yeah, it was like a thing you could get and everybody wanted one. Yeah. I mean, I wanted one. Well, I'll be honest. I mean, so did I, but one uh, someone had it and it was real bulky and I was like, oh God, can they make it a little like smaller? That's who we should cosplay as to Comic Con. What are those oh, tickets going on sale? I, I completely forgot about those tickets. They probably went on sale. We probably didn't buy them. Dang it. Dang I'm it. Looking it up. I'm looking it up while we're talking. Look it up. Uh, the other I'll go I'll go as a dual dual master. Great. <laughs> uh, Chris, have you been playing anything else? Oh, Jade Empire. You just finished Jade Empire. I said. just beat Jade Empire. Uh, the game you can be really cheap in this game and just do paralyzing palm and any other offensive fighting form and just you just do you, this is basically the game paralyzing palm paralyzing palm and then uh, go to like another leaping tiger leaping tiger. Paralyzing really? Palm. Paralyzing Palm. Leaping Tiger. Leaping Tiger. And you can do that the entire game. Did that make it did that make uh the game a little less interesting? No, I, I just I only discovered it like three quarters of the way in, so Oh. Uh, what what would you rate it, Chris Hawk, Jade Empire? Out of a for a Bioware game, I think it would be my I just I don't think the story was strong enough in the game long enough, nor were the characters interesting enough. But the gameplay itself was phenomenal. The there was a little bit of customization with the amount of uh, fighting styles you could do. Overall, I would say it was an enjoyable experience, but probably my least favorite Bioware game. People loved that game. Like I remember how popular it was, and then late, late, uh, recently you don't really hear much about it. You could definitely see like the beginnings of how a Bioware game, how they chose to like structure a Bioware game, because you had the ability to interact with all your companions. Just nothing came out of it. You there was really no benefits to talking to them except for story-wise. Where in Dragon Age, Mass Effect, you get benefits from talking to your companions. You get, you know, pluses. You get advantages. You get missions. And in, and in um, Jade Empire, none, nothing happens. Have you ever played Baldur's Gate 2, Chris Hawk? I have PC. not. You should play that next if you're going through the old Bioware games. Fantastic. Is it like Dragon Age or is it more like D&D? It's more D&D focused, but mm-hmm. in just terms of story, it's it's great. It's been so long since I've even thought about that, but you bring up Jade Empire and talking about old Bioware games. Uh, people think that, that, that Bioware that's made uh, Dragon Age so good and Mass Effect so good and all those new games is dead. Like that, that They're not coming back from where they are now. Just because of Andromeda, I, I think that's a bit of an overreaction, personally. I, I you... have to agree. I, I think I think that's a little ridiculous. They're like, just because of Andromeda, they're like, oh my god, Bioware, Bioware's done. I think expectations ruined Andromeda for many. They were expecting old Mass Effect, and Bioware tried to do something different. Instead of a game with a heavy story that's kind of, you know, it's kind of a linear story. Andromeda's kind of play at your own exploration so and I, I guess a lot of people didn't like that I mean it can get a little boring 
but I personally I like the way the story started out. I thought it was kind of clever to go into the future since really what do you do after you destroy half the universe? You know? That's not canon. It's not? It's not the Are you talking about destroying the AI? I'm talking about in the um Oh, you're talking about just the Reapers killing everyone? Yeah, and okay, three, yeah, that is and canon. Then, like, I thought you were talking about the one of the three endings. And Earth Wait, which, which, end, which ending's canon? Uh, the one where the Reapers are destroyed. Oh, so destroy. Yes. Right? Yeah, not the, not the merging and not the controlling, but the destroying one. But then it's only loosely canon because I don't, I don't think that they acknowledge that all the AI was wiped out. Oh. I think... It, because, I mean, they've recently come out and said that that game's not dead. Like, Mass Effect as a franchise is not dead. Yeah, yeah, I, I was just about to say that. That means one of two things. And one thing is they're going to make a multiplayer-specific game, which I'll be so pissed off about. <laughs> or two, they're going to retcon things that they did wrong in three that people hate. That's just, that's almost like people trying to get uh, Disney to remake The Last Jedi. It's not going to happen. It's, I... I mean, it was a good... I thought Mass Effect 3 was a good game to play through. I thought it was, it's one of the best games I've ever played, personally. And I hardly played the other two, you know? But story-wise, you know, it wasn't bad. I think the ending, you know, destroying... Well, the Reaper's kind of destroying a lot of planets and, and species and stuff. And, and, you know, Earth getting destroyed, you know, kind of, and... I just felt like Andromeda was a good, like, setting it in the future was a good thing to do story-wise, like, to do something different. And and they're in a different galaxy, right? It was exploring a different part of the universe. Andromeda, yeah, I'm, yeah, they did, they did two, two things by doing it in the future and in a different galaxy. I think the choice of the third game to kill a lot of things is so if they make a game directly following that, it'll be with Rebuilt and different like it's a different atmosphere to give you a whole new experience which is it's clever um it's just it's more about they forced you into you know three generic choices from like a three game culmination of a giant story i think that's what pe- pisses people off but i mean i defended this game on high score throwdown the whole game's an ending all right you can't just look at the the last three choices and be like, "Oh, the ending sucked." The whole game is an ending to a series. Yeah. Uh, there was something. There was there was something I was going to bring up, real quick. Yeah. That we we touched on. I'm just trying to remember what it was. Come oh, on, Goku versus a hundred Hulks or ten Hulks? <laughs> no, it has nothing to do with that. We're we're not even there yet. <laughs> was it was it how excited Joey Hill was to play Smash Brothers Melee? No, but you. How excited was he? Super excited. Like, I mean, he said in the group text, he goes, "Yo, anybody got melee? Let's play some melee, right?" And um, me and Chris Hawk were watching on the Switch because we were gonna play a Switch game before Joey got there. I was gonna have Chris Hawk play Fortnite. I tried. <laughs> I created um, your name for you. <laughs> you did, but uh, it's weird because uh, we were watching an invitational for the new game. They're playing that tournament during E3 that they had. They're playing the new Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, and uh, we were watching some matches on the Switch. And you know, Joey was came over, was watching it with us, and he was talking about how he read online that this one's going to be just like Melee. You know, they took this away, they took away that way. It's going to be just like Melee. 
But uh, it, it was it was kind of funny how excited he just. Oh my god, he is in love with melee. I, I hope it's not just like melee. Personally, I want it to be as over the top as possible. If I'm gonna have to buy it to play with you guys online or whatever, like it, I need to. Melee was a little uh, very uh, clunky. Maybe is clunky the word? Chris, Rock? I feel, if, it felt really slow playing it when I the other day. Um, I think clunky is the right terminology. It's not as smooth as the newer Smash games, but damn, if it's not one of the most fun, uh, it's so much fun. I remembered what I was going to talk about. In anticipation of watching the newest Jurassic Park, yeah, we watched the we watched Jurassic World. Now. I watched this movie begrudgingly because I never thought I'd want to see it again, and I don't. I didn't want to see it again. <laughs> I, I, it hit me just how hard that movie is trying to apologize for the third movie specifically. I like the third movie. When, yeah, so do I, and so does Jennifer. Honestly, I don't, I don't know. But you remember how the T Rex loses to the Spinosaurus? Yeah. Like it, it just it hit me in the face when the T Rex is the one that wins the fight, even though he doesn't. You know the Raptor does. It's like they did that specifically because people were so pissed off that the T Rex lost to the Spinosaurus in the third one. I never even considered that. Why? Why do we? Why do we need to apologize for things that we did in the past that people don't like? Why? Why are we still doing that? Yeah. I mean, the best part of the whole movie is when that alligator thing comes out and eats the the dinosaur. In my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I hated The Last Jedi. I don't want him to apologize for it. Yeah. It's what it is, you know? I'm not gonna... I don't I don't want them to retcon it. I don't want them to... Remake you know, it? Make some throwbacks that are like, ho, 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 we know it sucked. No, I don't care. Don't do that. But, I don't know. Why do we need to do that at this point, at this day and age? Yeah. I love 3, man. I 3, in my opinion, is, is a pretty good movie. Like, I... I don't know. It was cool to bring what's his name back, and then uh, I just thought it was cool. I don't know. I, I I love the the story of it, the the plot. I don't know. I like it. it. It always made me mad that people hated two and three. Like I didn't know people hated two. I thought people liked two. You know, I re- I re- I recently read the Jurassic Park book, and I could say that the movie destroys it. Like I didn't. I didn't find the book all that. I heard there's en- concepts engrossing. Of, I heard there's but, concepts. Oh, there, there are. I, I think I know what you're gonna say. There's some science parts in Jurassic Park the book that are astounding. Is that, is that what you're gonna say? I heard that the second movie has more concepts that I, are tied I, to I, the book. I think you're right, but there's a lot of there's a lot more. What is it? There's more background in the books about the the dinosaurs escaping the ge- the genetics involved. They mm-hmm. go they go, they do a little bit explaining about the amber, but there's a there's much more involved background genetic in- information involved in the book, which I found very much interesting, and I wish was actually in the movie. But Jurassic Park in itself is not that movie. It's more thriller adventure. So I think it's pretty I, good, I, though. I mean, it's not just thrilling adventure because it's it's kind of tells you it kind of shows you not to mess with 
nature in a way. You know what I mean? It's kind of like uh, a metaphor for don't mess with something you shouldn't be met. I, I mean, in my opinion, I feel like that's what the first one is more of. I mean, the second one, when they're poaching the uh, poaching, did I say that right? Poaching the dinosaurs in the beginning or whatever. I don't know. I, I feel like they, the, the first one and the second one have kind of like metaphorical stances than people realize. I agree with you. That was, that was a big part of the book, too. Messing with nature. Um, Jeff Goldblum's character is a big proponent to that chaos theory. In the book, he is very, very vocal on how it's not going to work. And I think he is that in the movie. It's been a while since I've seen the, seen the movie. But he's much... Like, his character is fully against it in the book. And it's, it's very interesting how he goes... How he... He actually talks about mathematics in the book. And he does, I mean, he does go a little bit into chaos theory in the movie, but he does, he talks about it a lot more in the book. And I, it's, it's, it's a good book. Yeah. But I don't think, you know, after comparing it to the movie is, I don't think it's fair because there's a lot of things that are different. The choices that are made in the movie, I like a little bit more thematically. They work more to the movie's expense. Hmm. Some parts of the book kind of let me down because I already know what happens in the movie. And speaking of dinosaurs, how about the mound of of giant uh fused animals of 72 dolphins and 85 bears? Oh, I'm just picturing are... a giant towering mound of fused animals. You can't just you can't just bring things up with no context, all right? <laughs> Mario got into a discussion on Facebook, and this is for the listeners. You know, if you're still here at this point, you can tell us who would win, 10 Incredible Hulks or Goku, all right? So Mario got into a discussion over this and then brought it to the group text, and uh, I don't know if we ever got Chris Hawk's opinion, minus he didn't think the Hulks would work together, but... I said that Goku would win because he can fly. And Mario never defeated the flight thing. He never disputed that claim. <laughs> so I, I think it still stands that Goku would win. But Why can I he also, fly, though, John? Why can Goku fly? That's impossible. What are you talking about? He what can you, naturally fly. That's his yeah, powers. He can that, fly. Why does he have powers? Why can the Hulk is it, get green is it and the angry? atmosphere of the planet he was born on? Is it the density of his bones? No, it's Saiyan. He, he knows how to focus his chi. It, it's not even because he's a Saiyan. It's because he knows how to focus. Because they can, they teach Videl how to fly in Dragon Ball Z. True. Does Anyone can do it in Dragon Ball Evolution. How, that's how live gonna, action. How are you going to get into it? You know how is why is Goku in a universe with ten Hulks? <laughs> Look, First I'm of all, which from, Goku is it? Because which Incredible Hulk is it? If we're just saying, oh, you know, which Goku is it? I think every single Goku can wipe the floor of ten Hulks. Okay. No, 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 no. Even baby no, Goku. No, 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 no. Baby Dragon Go Ball Goku, baby Goku with his power pull. Of course yes. he could. Baby Goku what? crying, making Brawly cry. Yeah. Ten Hulks Even would defeat giant ape Goku. I don't think you understand the power of the Nimbus. Okay, okay? I, I do. I do agree that giant ape Goku would lose, but that's not the Goku we're talking about. No, no. Was, even Azaru, Goku will beat Ten Hawks. Okay, the guy was the guy that argued with me. Who's like, uh, 
what's the guy's name? Jer Jer uh Jiren. Girin. It's Girin. Girin. Yeah. So his argument was basically that Goku is too fast. Yeah. Like the Hulk would never be able to touch him. Now, I don't think that's necessarily true. If you have ten Hulks and they're all around him, all working in like together to just swing, they're eventually going to hit him. Yeah. I, it's just the the sheer numbers. So I I do I do agree with you. His that guy's argument is not that great. But I just think <laughs> that the ten Hulks would never be able to hit him in the sky because they can't get to him, and it, he can shoot. They can jump pretty high. Yes, but they can't change direction jumping because they can't fly. He can just move out of the way. You said it yourself. If he jumps off a rock, he could (laughs) leap. He can leap to a rock, jump off the rock. I mean, let's say one of them grabs Goku, John, and all ten of them start to grab him and start pooling at him. Can he instant transmission out of being grabbed? Like, yes, he can. Um. If if we're talking about like the most recent Goku and or any Goku that didn't just learn how to instant transmission, he can do it. He does learn how to do it. He can focus instantly. his chi that fat that quick. The only time he can't do it is if he gets hit before he can do it. But yeah. if they're just if they're all beating him, then yeah, he probably can't. But if they're pulling him down, then yeah, he probably could. Now is it but true? I just don't think they'd ever get to him. I, he, they would. It's a credible Hulk. Okay. Look, he gets stronger. The more angry he gets, he gets stronger. People, I think people think that the Hulk has a base strength. Like, they're like, oh, he's just, he just stays at this strength. He just stays this. When, you know, there's been uh, variations of the Hulk where he gets stronger, the anger he gets, this, his skin gets Hulk, tougher, though. he gets bigger. What? Everyone, everyone knows that. That's literally I don't think Hulk's everyone knows that's, that. That's literally. I, he doesn't ever get Hulk's. smarter. That's literally. I didn't say he gets smarter. No, but he needs to be smarter. He needs to be smarter to win. Okay, what if it's the Hulk story where you have the Bruce Banner AI following him around in the bot? Then yes, I I said that if if Bruce Banner can help in any way, especially ten Bruce Banners, they will be able to get Goku down because they'll coordinate a synchronized jump where one Hulk jumps, the next Hulk jumps, jumps off that Hulk. Then the third Hulk jumps off that second Hulk who jumped <laughs> off the first Hulk. Yeah. And eventually they will form a star pattern and close in on Goku and bring him down and beat, beat him to death. Honestly, that is possible. Honestly, Bruce Banner by himself could beat Goku. That's incorrect. <laughs> no, because he would just he would just synth- synthesize a new Saiyan virus and then boom, he wouldn't Goku's have dead. time. He, he wouldn't know. have time. Goku would never know Bruce Banner. He'd just be like, oh. Then they're not fighting, are they? They don't know each other. <laughs> they can start on different they ends of the world. They wouldn't fight because Goku wouldn't just fight some random human. Right. What kind of, what kind of fight starts on opposite sides of the universe? Look. It's like, Go- oh, I'm fighting this guy today. <laughs> Goku Goku goes in for a physical, gets a random shot, boom, Dr. Banner injects <laughs> Goku, the virus. Goku boom. Can, he never Goku's goes in dead. for a physical. Goku's dead. Boom, dead. <laughs> Goku's dead. Bruce Banner wins. Look at that. Master Roshi is Goku's doctor, okay? Not anymore. Not anymore. Bruce He's Banner. like, hey, Roshi, does this look okay? He's like, that might be cancer, Goku. Bruce like, Banner that- dresses up as Master Roshi. Boom. Instant virus. Saiyan virus. Done. Goku's dead. Boom. <laughs> Are we talking Mark Ruffalo, Bruce Banner? Because, come on. He's pretty dumb. Mark Ruffalo, Bruce Banner's pretty dumb. No. Thanos? He's coming. <laughs> God 
Goku. Goku Tony. It's Goku. <laughs> His name is Goku Tony. He has He's already got all the Dragon Balls. He has all the power levels, Tony. Is it true that he can? It's bad, Tony. It's <laughs> real bad. He's is... already summoned Shenron. <laughs> is it true that he can just instantly go to a like a, a Saiyan, a Super Saiyan, and like uh, was it Killer Instinct? What is it now? Basic Instinct. <laughs> I, I, something Instinct. Yeah. Instinct. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't got that far, but from what I understand, it's basically like a a zero to a hundred real quick for Goku and Vegeta at this point. It's like they can just do whatever whenever they want because of the tournament they fought in. I I don't know. The last two seasons of that show is all that tournament, isn't it? I I think it starts out as a. There might be a sub tournament before that tournament, (laughs) but but yeah. It's like, they're like, oh, people love tournaments. Let's do tournaments again. I mean, I love tournaments, but it has to make sense. You can't just be like, oh, here's a tournament. Well, I mean, it does in the grand scheme of things with the new show, but I mean, there's some pretty cool characters that come out of that, but there are also some stupid characters. What do you think of those those beings that kind of control the universe? They're like, are just faces, like they don't talk, right? They're just like smiley faces or something. I mean, I'm fine with that. Whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I mean, you gotta, yeah, I mean, you gotta have like omnidimensional beings that control everything from behind the scenes and do nothing at the same time. Eventually, you know, you want to know where all this power came from and who who created, you know, cat gods of destruction and stuff. I mean, there's only one way to go after you you've seen heaven and stuff like that, like hell, basically. Like where yeah, do you Goku go? Yeah, Goku beats heaven. He fights them. <laughs> You go to interdimensional stuff. Because Goku wants everyone in the in reality to have free will, so he fights the god creators that basically run everything. Is that what it is? No, I don't know. But oh. I, I mean if they make another season it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> it's just And then and then Goku merges with the air and everybody breathes Goku. And then everyone and dies because he has that virus inside of him. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Damn it, Bruce Banner. Damn it, Bruce Banner. <laughs> Ten Hawks just rip him apart, rip his limbs off, and beat him with it. Can he instant transmissions with no arms he's and in legs? The air. He poisons the Hulks. He wins. How's poison he poison him? Goku is not Guys. smart enough to poison people. He's he's air. Duh. He, he was disintegrated into the air. No. He merged with it. He fused with the air, he, Mario. Is yeah. that the Aches next your power? Goku. He fuses with. Are you ready <laughs> for the Wonder Big Bang Twin? oxygen Kamehameha? Okay. God. It's like he Kamehameha's and everything combusts because it's all air. Right. Does he go like... Goku, most OP character ever, all does, time. Does he go instinct, basic instinct or whatever it is and... and uh, Killer instinct. Killer instinct. <laughs> <laughs> Orchid. Does he... Saber Wolf. Saber Wolf. Does he <laughs> combo breaker? Does he um Ultra Combo? <laughs> Remember when we first did that? We were like, what the hell was that? I didn't even know that was a thing. That was the greatest day. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think Goku is just it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous now. It's ridiculous. I think your hate from the character has blinded you. Blinded me? 
No. Okay. I don't. You know, maybe. Maybe. Maybe a little bit. Do you but, think he's the John Cena of Saiyans? I think he's the John Cena of anime. I think John <laughs> Cena is the Goku of wrestling. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, this went longer than we wanted. No, it didn't. It went perfectly fine. But we should we should wrap it up. We yeah. should leave it on the question of who would win: Ten Hulks, Ten Incredible Hulks, Goku, or Mario Bakari and his singlet. Oh God! Uh, I mean, I'd totally lose. John brought this up because we were trying to—he tra- was trying to transition to something else, and it was the 70, 75, 72 bear, seventy-two dolphins, and eighty-five bears versus a hundred incredible hawks. And I took it as the number of animals put together. So I'm—I'm I'm sitting there. That's why I said that in the beginning. I'm sitting there like, whoa, what's with the? I'm trying to picture all these animals fused together in some kind of weird giant mold of grossness. I was talking about the football teams. <laughs> He's talking about the football teams. <laughs> and somehow we were talking about uh, trap cards and then, you know, stuff like that. And they were in a Yu-Gi-Oh duel. I don't remember what happened. Yeah. Amazing. But yeah, let's let's wrap it up, Mario. Let's 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 throw out the usual suspects. Oh, you know what I wanted? I did think we should do. I think we should bring back weekly recommendations. I did make a post about that. No one said anything. Yeah, yeah it's because I already decided we were going to do it anyway. Yep, John. John made the executive decision. All right, who's going so first? I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay. My weekly recommendation is that even if you don't care about sports, you should watch a World Cup match. That's a good one. That's a good one. Who's next? So instead of. Uh, video games or movies I have a book um, I read probably one of my new favorite fantasy books probably of all time recently and it's by Brandon Sanderson he's gotten really big lately uh, I read the first book of his it's oh I can't even I'm gonna it's called the way of kings and it and it's high fantasy and it's a very long book it took me like almost two two and a half weeks to read it and um, it is easily, and it's a, it is one of ten. It's this long epic series that he's writing. He's already had three books out, and I am immensely in love with it. I the the way I he, felt. He's a very good writer. He, he's very prolific, and the the way I feel about this book is the way I felt when I first read Harry Potter, like the magic of reading, and the joy of it. And I get this joy from reading this book. Um, He does something called like a plot avalanche where he writes in a way where everything coincides, like everyone everything intervenes at the climax very specifically in a way that's it, it just, it works so well written and it's just phenomenal. Yeah, th- there's a reason he was chosen to finish the Wheel of Time. Like it's, it's fantastic. Like his the stuff. Wit- he, he was does. it uh, Robert Jordan? Is it, is it Robert Jordan? Yeah, Robert Jordan. The widow picked him out individually. Brandon Sanderson. His yeah, uh, his- yeah it's c- just because of how good he is at what he does. Yeah, that that was great. It's just easily. I'm a- the first book, probably one of the best books I've read in the past five years. 
It's just, I'm so hype about it. I have uh, two weekly recommends. Uh, if you have seen Glow Season 1 or you have not watched Glow, go watch Season 1 before you watch Season 2. Because I'm recommending Glow Season 2 if you have not caught up yet. I think it's pretty good. Uh, they do one of those episodes like uh, Rick and Morty, where Rick and Morty just do like commercials and stuff. They kind of do something like that, which is pretty neat. Uh, and the other thing I'm recommending, because I've been hooked on this show, is uh, Jane the Virgin. <laughs> and um, it's, it's a good show. It's like when I really liked Princess Jellyfish and everyone <laughs> criticized me. Uh, fight me, bro, because I like Jane the Virgin. I think it's it's very like uh, I tried to explain it to somebody. They're like, what what's the story? And I tried to explain the whole drama and it, it just it's so convoluted and and so much going on. You just have to watch it to to understand it. It's almost like a play on soap operas kind of. It is. It's kind of it's kind of like a comedy, but like it's a pl- you're right. Play on soap operas, but kind of making fun of them. You know? Cuz I know Britt watches it and it, it's it's I watched a little bit of it cuz cuz I was you know, I was painting or something. It's over dramatic. But at the same time, it's done in like an SNL way almost. Yeah, it is. But it's also like uh, kind of compelling. It's, it, like it's, it, I don't know. It's interesting to me. I really like it. I don't know why. But that's my, that's what I was recommending. All right, Mario. Take it home. Where can you find us? You can find us on social media on the Twitter at Cinema7 underscore pod. You can find us on Inst- Instagram as the, at the same thing, Cinema7 underscore pod. Uh, if you want to know how we spell seven, it's the number seven E V E N. If you type in the number, er, the letter S, to spell it normally, I don't think you'll find us. So you have to spell it with the number seven E V E N. Um, you can find us on Patreon. You can donate and be a patron. Uh, we're tr- we're trying to do cool things that if you if you become a patron, you can uh, get interviewed to talk about a movie or talk about. Uh, TV show or talk about anything, you know, if you just want to be on, if you become a patron, we might put you on the podcast and you can be a YouTube exclusive on YouTube exclusively. You can, uh, join us for something, you know, we, we're just trying to get Patreons to reach our goal. So we might have to, um, change up the tiers a little bit, but, uh, even if you donate a dollar, we'll, we'll try to get you on just because, uh, we want to interact with you. We want We want to get more opinions. That's what we've always been about is more opinions. You can, uh, also support the podcast by signing up for audible. I think that's something I should have, I should have recommended the uh, transition to this is an audible, I, I've been, an audio, an audible original audio drama I've been listening to. Uh, but you can you can uh, sign up for a free 30-day trial and you get a free credit. So you can use that free credit on an audiobook or an audio drama or whatever you want on there that's that's audio based. Uh, it's pretty cool because even if you uh, you know cancel your membership after 30 days, I think you still get to keep the uh, free credit to use. And if you are a continuous Audible uh, Gold member, which with the membership. Uh, is and and you stay with it you get a free credit every month which is pretty cool and uh recently i listened to uh alien sea of sorrows which is uh it's the third 
one in this uh, audio drama that they've of aliens series that they've been doing and i i freaking love it like it's i, I think that's what covenant should have been they should have just did that because i don't care about retconning alien queens and and uh uh you know not really tying the movies together so you can draw it out i don't know i i, I think this would have been pretty neat you know it'd been something different but uh, definitely check out Audible Trial slash C7 Pod. I forgot to say it. Audible Trial slash C. Audible Trial.com slash C7 Pod for that uh, thing. But uh, John, is there anything else you wanted to tell us? No, I just wanted to say thanks to you guys, to Chris Hawk sometimes, <laughs> Joey Hill and your, uh, your mom for supporting us. But uh, that's all I got. Uh, Chris Hawk, wrap it up. So at us from Cinema 7, we want to thank you always for watching with us. We want to thank you always for listening with us. And we want to thank you always for exploring.